Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. In episode 269, we have Little Fatties, Too Skinny, Too Loud, The Sticky Icky, Strippers Unite, Martha's Photo Shoot, Feinstein is back, sort of, Megan's Harry situation in New York, Trump returning to Georgia, and a bad week for the FBI. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner's endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. Hello, everyone. I just can't stop laughing at the little uh, fatties <laughs> that you led with. <laughs> That's too funny. I know, I know it's cruel, but... <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. How's your week? Oh, it's good. I was at a conference earlier this week in Orlando, so I was around a bunch of uh, very tired adults and screaming kids. I was watching a bus come in one afternoon around 8 o'clock, and you see all these parents get off the bus. They're you know, sunburnt. They look terrible. I mean, they look like they've just uh, you know run a marathon. Kids are crying. It's like, I can't believe people pay thousands of dollars for this. But I have been there and done that. So I realize why they do it. <laughs> no, if you do if you do the the Disney experience that that they want to sell you, it's cheaper to go to Europe. Oh, it's a lot cheaper. It's ten, I mean, it's ten thousand to go to Disney. It's amazing how expensive it is. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I saw somebody on the news say they told their kids because they're little that that Disney was closed. <laughs> I did have a break about an hour break in the conference this week, and I went out and sat in a lazy river in the pool at the hotel and all the moms were drinking, uh, they were drinking beer after beer. So I guess to put up with your kids at Disney, they do sell quite a bit of alcohol. So what you're saying is the hotel was full of hot moms. No, I'm not at, saying at, that. This at, is a family at least show. Hot on, <laughs> at least hot, on, hot under the collar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I was actually a guest on a, on a podcast that, that I believe drops Friday. Cool. Uh, it's called Whiskey After Work. Ah, very nice. Did y'all have whiskey as you were filming or recording? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and, it, and, it, and it will be up on YouTube also. I brought uh, Eagle Rare. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's good. It's a good sipper. I told Doug, who uh, uh, who uh, uh, is a listener of this show, also a good friend of mine that that does the Whiskey After Work podcast with his, with his partner and Melissa, and I, I said, you know, you really didn't rate for any of the good bottles out of my collection. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of group. I mean, I've got a big group of friends that go out and try to find whiskeys around Georgia, right? And they know the owners of the stores. They get called in. When the merchandise comes in, it is a big hobby for a lot of people to collect whiskey bottles. Oh, yeah. I, I had I had several uh, owners that that would keep a bottle in the office for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I got, I got my bottle of Pappy. I got a 15-year-old Pappy. Yeah, so I got online. At, at, at retail. Yeah, I saw a guy online that they were selling a collection of whiskey for seven thousand. But I mean, he had all the bottles. He had Pappy, but he had you know all his bottles display. They were all unopened, and that was his price. So it is, and uh, there's a lot of whiskey snobs out there. Well, look, it, it, Pappy is not good. It's it's it's, it's all hype. Now the old Spetzer Weller stuff that that that's no longer around. Uh, was better, but I've had I've had the fifteen year, and I'm not opening mine one because it's. I mean, it's. I think the secondary market value on it's like twenty five hundred bucks. Jeez, 
and it's and it's just it's just not good. It's it's very flat. I we even uh, my brother and I tried it and uh, didn't like it. They let it open up for a little while and tried it the next day, and still just just, just to me it was a very flat uh, flavor profile. Which uh, just not s- my not my you, favorite. You could sell that ticket and pay for your ticket to Greece this summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that was with miles, but I could certainly have some fun in Greece on <laughs> on twenty five hundred dollars for the, for that sucker. So. Your kitties are too fat, according to the USDA. <laughs> yes, they, they want to ban a chocolate milk, right? You know, I that it's amazing to me that the the answer to this is not parents. Answer is not get kids outside. The answer is not increase the time that they go to physical education, or in the case of little kids, uh, more recess, get them out running around. That that's that's not the answer. Answer is not getting more healthy. It's just taking away the chocolate out of the milk. Yeah, let's ban something that kids like. And you're 100% right. I mean, why not get them out for recess every day and let them run around in the gym or run around outside? That's the best way you can work on uh, the obesity problem. Yeah, it's for, for, especially for the little guys. Now, as far as high school goes, if you're not involved in sports, I don't think a one-hour PE class that includes changing clothes and, and uh, both in, into your sweats and, and out – uh, is is really enough to 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 burn off the calories that that these kids get by by sucking down energy drinks and sodas, right? But that that goes in that goes into goes into raising. Oh, I mean, you know, all these kids in high school now, whenever they have a break, they just pull their their phones out and sit there and scroll on their phones the entire time. So, yeah, I don't think you can make the high schoolers, but the little kids and the middle schoolers get them outside and let them run around. What? Uh, I'm not sure a ban on chocolate milk is going to put a Dent and the obesity problem we've got in the U.S. currently. It does make them a little harder to kidnap when they're heavy. <laughs> it does. That, that is true. Yes, it's very true. Like no one's kidnapping me. <laughs> Same here. And I think I told you about my airline experience this week. So I took a, I was in Delta Comfort. I ended up taking a flight one hour earlier with, with not a Delta Comfort seat. So I get in the back. In the middle seat, Dave. So that's what I gave up, right? Delta Comfort for a middle seat. I swear I had two offensive linemen on both sides of me coming back from Orlando <laughs> to Atlanta. I sweat on both arms. You know, everybody sweating on each other. It was a terrible experience. Yeah, I flew uh, exit row <clears throat> back from Houston. The only reason I did that is because somebody else bought the ticket. As a manufacturer mm-hmm. flew me out to, to their factory. And full flight. And I see, I see this big old dude getting on, and I'm not small, <laughs> but this dude sweats tying his shoes. Oh yeah! And everybody on the airplane had the same look of horror, like not here, not here, not here, not here. And he comes and goes. I think I think that's my seat. Yep. So I stand up, get out of his way. He takes the window seat, ah. which is a fat guy. You should always, if you if you have a chance to book, you always take the aisle seat because you can push the armrest up and kind of let your fat roll hang out over the over the end of the aisle. <laughs> uh, but no, it's one of the reasons that I primarily fly first class. It's it's not it's not because I'm an elitist. It's not because I want to board first. I, mean, hey, I don't you get more room. Yeah, is is I don't want to I I I don't want to push over anybody else's seat and, and go into Greece. They changed our flight and put us in the middle, in in uh, uh, in premium select. It's not terrible. It's not it's not terrible, but it's, you know it's a two three two, but I'm six one two hundred seventy pounds. And I'm going to have to be stuck in the middle seat for 10 hours over to Greece. (laughs) 
Yeah, I wouldn't but, be in the middle because my wife goes to sleep and she would sleep the entire way and I'd be crawling over the top of her to try to get to the restroom. Yeah, the uh, a buddy of mine uh, came up with it because he, he's a he's a broad dude. I mean, uh, and he he's he had the armrest and guy at brush me. Sorry, he goes look, man, this is a large this is a this is a long flight. There's two of us that that are broad broad shouldered. Our arms get a touch. It's not gay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's right. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the federal government getting involved in any of this. I don't like Michelle Obama's thing that essentially oh, ruined school terrible. lunches. Yes, it did. Everything that they try to get involved in, they screw up. They do, and they have great intentions. Like, yeah, kids should probably cut back on the sugar. Well, the milk producers say, well, if they don't, if they don't drink plain milk, how are you going to get? They need the calcium. They're growing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a milk guy. I'm not either. Now I like buttermilk, buttermilk and cornbread. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't drink any milk. So maybe something's going to be wrong with my bones at a certain point. But I'm not a milk person like you. Oh, a little half and half Kahlua and vodka is not bad. White <laughs> Russian. That'll do it for you. <laughs> All right. This is a horrible story. This is near you. This it is. Hit, this, 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 hit, this hit national. Uh, parents nearly starved a 10-year-old to death in Griffin. Yeah, this is a this is a family that lives about five miles from our house in Griffin. Tyler and Krista Shenley are the name of the parents. They've been charged with attempted murder, false imprisonment, and cruelty to children, and and other random char- other charges here. But basically, their ten year old son got out of their house when they were at work this week and was found by a neighbor walking down the road. He was confused, barefoot, hungry and begged the neighbor not to take him back to his home. This child weighed 36 pounds at 10 years old. It's, uh, you know, the district attorney, her name's Marie Broder and, and Griffin. She's in the Griffin Judicial Circuit. She said it was the worst case of child cruelty she's ever seen in her life. And it's it's just right down the road. I mean, it's, it's just amazing that, that parents would do this to a child. And they also had four other children in the house. So this is a family of five kids. These parents were just abusing this 10-year-old boy and basically not feeding him and, and making him stay in his room all the time. You know, it's, it's reminiscent of the story we had from South Georgia some time ago where the parents had the, the kid in a, in a dog crate. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, and they found bodies out back, out back of the house. Uh, any, anything to do with child abuse is awful. Yeah, these people uh, were, but everybody in the community knew these people. I mean, these people were well-known. They owned two or three businesses in Griffin and Peachtree City or in Fayette County. I mean, this just kind of, you know, they put pictures on Facebook of them traveling by themselves. All the while, they were leaving their kids at home. You know, young, young children just leaving them at home with no supervision and just traveling all over the place. And yeah, these people are truly sick and twisted. Yeah, I mean, they, they need to go to prison just so they don't, they don't procreate again. Yeah, for a long like, time. If you did this to a dog, I'd beat the hell out of you, you know? Yes. If, 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 you, if you left a dog at home with, with, with very little access to food and it was emaciated and about half the way it should be, you know, you should, you should get messed up. Yeah, you do that to it, a child. No, it's just... And, you know, this is bad. You know, the other four kids had to be, had to know about this. They're in Division of Family and Children's Services. So just think about the, 
the life these other four kids are going to have are all five of them now, right? The, the 10-year-old that weighs 36 pounds is doing okay. He's in the hospital. But I, I just can't imagine the life in front of these children because of the parents. Well, the de- de- developmental, if I can speak, speaking of, speaking of lack of developmental ability, uh, the, the, the problem is during that age, everything is formative. You need the, the, the fuel to, to, to feed not just the bones and the muscles, but the brain. Yes. And, you know, God knows how long that kid went uh, uh, with being being starved. Yeah, because a 10-year-old I, typically, what is that, fourth, fifth grade? I mean, 10-year-olds usually weigh 80 to 100 pounds probably. It's, I mean, I would imagine. Saying, he's, about, he's, he's about half weight. He's about half, about half of what he should be. Jeez. You know, look, if, if he was 60, 65 pounds – Ah, uh, you know, like that's just a small kid. Right. Uh, or really picky eater, that kind of stuff. You, know, you get someone who's, you know, a few pounds underweight and the doctor may say, hey, listen, you need to get her some chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at, at 36 pounds, no. And for, for reference, I was born at almost 11 pounds. You're a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. My poor father. Yeah. And this is where, look, my son wants to be a lawyer one day, but. How does a lawyer represent? And I know lawyers have to represent everybody. Guilty, innocent, what, whatever. But how do you represent these two sick people? I, I, I don't know. Whoever they have is a, is a better person than I am. You do your job. Uh, ju- just the same way you don't, you don't, as a police officer, you can't find these parents and just beat the living snot out of them with a nightstick before taking them to jail. You know, you, you, you do your job. Uh, you know, John Adams uh, represented the the uh, uh, the Redcoats accused in the mm-hmm. Boston Massacre because he's a lawyer and he believed every uh, every defendant is due a competent defense. Yep. And you also have to realize if, if you don't do your job right, they'll they'll walk. They'll get off on they'll they'll get a new trial or they'll they'll have the the conviction thrown out because you didn't do your job properly. Yep. So just do your job and. Uh... Move on with it. Exactly. So, Music Midtown is going to be back. Woo! <laughs> yeah, woohoo! I don't know if everybody remembers, but last year, Music Midtown canceled their concert. And this was, they canceled after Georgia passed the open carry law last year. Or, uh, and they said, you know, they were kind of, eh, kind of generic on why they canceled. But the rumor was they canceled because of the Georgia law that was passed last year. Nothing's changed this year, and I guess Music Midtown decided they needed to come back to uh, to make some money this year. Well, nothing changed anyway. All <laughs> no, it, all nothing it, changed all, before, all, right? Yeah, it, it it allowed permitless carry. Yes, permitless carry. Yep. That that that's it. If you if you already had a a concealed weapons permit, you you could you could carry in the park. That was already legal, and it has been I think for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. That they, they that they got away that got that removed the the, the public gathering from from the law because mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was misapplied and uh, stated that the state has authority over it they supersede the cities and other municipalities so much to Van Johnson's dismay a city <laughs> can't say you can't carry in this park we've got to have at least one Van Johnson reference it feels like every week on the show. Yeah, y'all, old Van. <laughs> I did look at the lineup for Music Midtown, though. They've got a lot of good bands coming this year. So, uh, 
I've never been to Music Midtown. I really don't have any desire to go to see a bunch of hot, sweaty people in Piedmont Park for three days. But I do have a lot of I, bands coming in and uh, see how it goes. Yeah. I attended a bar at, at Music Midtown some years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago. Uh, it, it, it was a good time. Uh, I saw the doors with the uh, lead singer of The Cure uh, was headlining it. I was, was heading the band. But saw the Doors, Ario Speedwagons, and some other bands. But will will I? Go, I was able to, to take a park in the employee area and the vendor area and all that stuff. But to to go down to, to Music Midtown and and fight that traffic or try oh, to take Marta or anything else? Hell no. So they've got Lil Baby coming this year. I don't know who that is. Billy Eilish. I think I've heard of Billy. Pitbull. Pitbull's good. Pink. Glorilla. I haven't heard of Glorilla. But uh, yes, yeah, so they've got a lot of people coming in this year. They've got Guns and Roses also. How old are how old is uh, Guns and Roses at this point? They're in their sixties. Oh, there was a there was a great meme that went around. It was a, it was a, a Twitter thing, and it, it showed uh, this woman has a picture of Axl Rose. Why can't I find a man like this? And it says, <laughs> "Hey, girl." And it was Axl Rose. She goes, "Ew, no." She goes, "That's literally me in the picture." <laughs> You no, know, Axel made up made up with the band. They you know they they had broken up, and Axel was doing his own thing, and uh, and they had brought somebody else in to sing. Axel Rose is also singing with ACDC, or was. Yeah, he's a he's hell of a he's hell of a talented singer. It's just I I, I think when you when you're on the road for so many years with your bandmates, you just get tired of them. You, you get tired of the smells. You get tired of sharing hotel. Not, you know, I don't think I share hotel rooms, but tired of being with somebody. 20 hours a day mm-hmm. all the time. I bet, so, I bet, yeah, I <laughs> Barkley Black down in South Georgia, the DA does it again. Uh, he, he, he just can't, he just can't help himself. He just keeps, he, he just, he's just awful. <laughs> so it's a, uh, uh, Kendall, uh, D'Angelo was charged with possession of marijuana more than an ounce. Uh, by this is down in Statesboro. This is January of 21. Yeah, and this story was reported by Jessica Slodgy at the Georgia Virtue. But yeah, so this person was charged with carrying more than one ounce in his car, basically remained silent when the, uh, which is his right to do when they were conducting uh, field tests on the substance. So, uh, what is it? The Statesboro Police Department did a field test on the substance, but they didn't send anything off to a lab for any additional testing. Sounds like during the trial, the defense contended that the product was hemp instead of marijuana. And since there was no testing done on the product, any further testing, uh, there was no way, I guess, that the jury could tell if it was actually hemp, which is legal, or marijuana, which is illegal. Yeah, and I've I've had that question for a while. Mm -hmm. Are dog searches now now illegal, but if if they're hitting on what pot smells like and they're hitting on hemp. Yep. So, so, you know, if, if I put on my, my Perry Mason hat and take a, a, a substance that was known to be hemp and substance that's known to be marijuana and put them both in a room and, and tell the dog to go find it, does he hit on both of them? Yeah, he's going to definitely hit on both of them. And I remember when the legislature back in 2019 passed the hemp bill and about a day or two later, I had our local DA at the time and a couple of police chiefs and the sheriffs call me 
into a meeting and they said, Ken, uh, since y'all passed this law at the Georgia House, we can no longer uh, arrest anybody for small amounts of marijuana because we can't tell the difference between marijuana and hemp at this point. And all somebody's got to do if they get pulled over is say they've got hemp in the car. And since it's, you know, definitely in small amounts, there's no way we can send all that to the crime lab and we don't have the appropriate testing locally to test it for marijuana or hemp. So that was a big deal back in 19. And I think this is more of a continuation of that, you know, just a definition of what hemp and marijuana are and the the amount of money required to test uh, all this stuff. And look, this is not legal advice from, for me, but basically I think you can almost say this is hemp versus marijuana and there's no way they can make a case against you unless they want to send it off to the crime lab. Well, this defendant did exactly the right thing, which is say nothing. <laughs> exactly. Be quiet. when do, you get po- yeah, yeah. Don't say anything. Do you have, do you have any drugs in the car? What's in my car does not concern you. Yep. Uh, or I have nothing illegal in the vehicle. Yeah. You, you know, know I, 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 you know, look, I talked to you about this before, before one of my biggest problems with this this trial is this guy was in jail for 60 days uh, after he was arrested. He remained locked up for 60 days. So he took, he, he served 60 days in jail and then was found innocent of the crime. And this is happening all over Georgia, right? I mean, people cannot bail out or they can't get bail. They spend either months or years in jail before their trial ever comes up in Georgia. There's, there's a guy who's in pre-trial detention for 10 years. I can't remember which, which county it is. We talked about this a couple but, weeks ago where the guy died yeah. in jail uh, waiting on his trial. Yep. Eaten, eaten, uh, eaten by bugs. Yep. Eaten that was, by that bugs. was, that was Fulton counties. Yeah. Yes. That was Fulton County. Yes. We've got uh, a big problem in Georgia. People pre-trial detainment lasting months and months uh, before the trial ever goes to court. And, you know, I don't know the right answer to this, but people are spending a lot of time in jail before they're ever convicted or exonerated of a crime. Yeah, we've done dozens of stories on this on this very show about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who spent almost three years in jail for uh, for accused of rape with exculpatory evidence out there and goes to trial, found not guilty. There has to be some sort of co- compensation, and I think that should come from the DA's office. Yeah, we talked about compensation too, right? If you either serve yeah. serve quite a bit of time and then you're exonerated, or what happens if you spend three years in jail and were found innocent? Is there there should be some type of compensation that comes? Uh, from the system. Yeah, I, I would use the same calculation that, the, that the, you use with uh, uh, with deaths. If, if you sue somebody for, for, for wrongful death, you, you basically take what they would have made for the rest of their life for, for, for the actuary, and that's what the family's compensated. It's somewhere around there. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's too bad. All of that is taxpayer money, but if you don't do something, this is going to continue to occur over and over. Yeah, there has there has to be a penalty to the state for for t- depriving someone of freedom. And this is not the sheriffs. The sheriffs have no choice. If if they're being held, the sheriff's office has to hold them. That's it. The, sh- the sheriff can't decide. This is this is the DAs that are that are requesting no bail, and these are the judges that are that are granting that order, or granting bail that's so high that that someone can't afford it, which you are constitutionally protected against. Yes. So, I mean, that's just amazing. It is. Speaking of amazing, (laughs) we've got strippers form a union in California. (laughs) I love this story so much. 
I do too. You sent this over to me earlier in a week. So the Actors Equity Association Labor Union says owners of the Star Garden Hopless Dive Bar in North Hollywood have withdrawn their opposition and have agreed to recognize the strippers union. So strippers have unionized at the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar. <laughs> wow. Just wow. I, I thought they were all just working their way through through college. No, I did tell you. That's what we've always been told, right? Pay, yeah, pay I mean, for how college. Many, how many PhDs and and, uh, uh, and law degrees have you paid for, Ken? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably never even been in one, have you? I don't know, Dave. I don't think that's a question I can answer on this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in many years, but but I but yeah, I served in the army for quite a while. Yes, I I have been to the shoe show a few times. Yeah, I have my twenty year uh, uh, wedding anniversary coming up. I better not answer that question, or it's been <laughs> at least twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I got a friend who won't do twenty three in me because uh, he hasn't quite he hasn't been married twenty years yet. He doesn't want anything, anybody popping out of the woodwork saying he owes child support. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't do it for the reason. I mean, there's there's a lot of other reasons not to do the 23andMe also. But uh, yeah, I guess that is one of them. Yeah, they'll find out you're wanted in three states because DNA evidence. Yeah, that's how they caught the guy out in Seattle with, uh, you know, that killed the people in the, in the condo is one of his family members had done 23andMe and they found his DNA at the scene and matched it, you know, to a family member. And that's how they caught that guy. This is. Was it the crime? Was it out in Seattle? But it was at a university out west. That's exactly how he was caught. Was twenty three and me. Yeah, and, and speaking of unions, the Writers Guild is on strike in Hollywood. Still, right? This is going on a month now. It feels like. Yeah, I, 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 first of all, they haven't come out with a new concept in ten years. They're rehashing the same crap. Right. I saw a commercial last night that they are remaking Matlock starring Kathy Bates. <laughs> what? I haven't heard that. I, 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 was, I was fast forwarding through commercials and it uh, showed Kathy Bates and said Matlock and, and, and my wife's like, you need to back that up. So rewound re, re the, 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 the commercial. And I really, really hope that She's playing the daughter of Matlock, because because of course Matlock was 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 based on a real person. Yeah, she's playing a title character in a new version of Matlock. It's a CBS special. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but they're 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 remaking Night Court, which is god awful. I, I liked Night Court when I was a kid, but the the remake is just god awful. Uh, there that you get Yellowstone, which which is which is a hit, and then you have five different spinoffs from that. Yeah, there's like 1923, which is the prequel to Yellowstone. Yeah, I, right. look, I haven't even noticed the, the the Writers Guild has been on strike because I don't watch any nighttime shows. But it sounds like I, I assume that all of them are just showing reruns from previous years, right? No one's has anyone any, crossed a picket line yet? Ken Jennings. Oh, from Jeopardy. Okay, so we're having Jeopardy Ken, shows. So Mayim Bialik, I think is how you pronounce your name. Uh, Blossom for people who are of my generation uh, is they 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 share hosting duties. 
Okay. Uh, he'll be on for several weeks and she'll go do Celebrity Jeopardy or she'll go do Teen Jeopardy or whatever. And he's doing the the Masters Tournament of Jeopardy. But Ken, Ken says, I'm not striking. So Will Wheaton, uh, who, again, for my generation, if if was uh, played Wesley Crusher on Star Trek The Next Generation, he was also in, I guess, How, How You Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And he's a nerd. If if you watched Picard, he he was uh, he did the the like the post thing where he'd interview the actors and stuff like that. He's such a turd. He went after <laughs> Ken Jennings for this, saying we'll remember, and he's dropping f bombs on him in his tweets. Shut up, Wesley. Uh, for, for, I don't think I don't for, think Ken Jennings is worried about Will Wheaton. He's not. Ken Ken made enough in his run on Jeopardy to never work again. Then he, he did. did. He, he he worked. He had another game show, and now he's on Jeopardy. Look, he's a good host. I like him. He does a good job. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of of Myams, and it's not because I don't like her. I, I don't I don't care for her cadence. Okay. Uh, they send they send can tend to get through more categories when Ken's doing it because boom go boom go. He's on top and, of things. Yeah, it's and it could just be his experience, but uh, I I really like Ken Jennings, but. Uh, just let people do their own thing. If he wants to continue to host, let them host. If they if their writers don't show up to, to write the 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 questions or well are the answers with questions, uh, then then the the show will stop. It's not. I mean, what's what? It's not up to the hosts to to show solidarity. Right. I also don't know what they're griping about. You don't produce anything you write. <laughs> no. You know, it's not like plumbers going. Plumbers go on strike. We're all in deep. <laughs> literally. Yeah, Sorry, we're in Eric. a lot of trouble. Plumbers, electricians. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in trouble. But H- you know, HVAC. Yeah, well, you're gonna be hot. Uh, <laughs> but having to watch reruns or or something else is is not. It it doesn't affect the consumer enough to really care. No, they don't. It may it may affect producers because they're because they're gonna uh, especially with new movies and things like that. But ah, it just it's just whiny stuff. Yep. So, Grandma's got a pair. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I saw this this week, I was like, "Wow!" Martha Stewart graced the cover of Sports Illustrated as a swimsuit model this week. So she's the oldest woman to uh, to do that. And how old is Martha? Eighty one ish. I think she's eighty one. Yeah, she's 81. It's an old star. Martha yeah, is that's a, yeah, she's quite the staying power. Yeah, I mean, look, she uh, st- started off doing cooking and uh, went to went to prison as not to rat out her friends. I mean, that's that's gangster right there. That is. Uh, good, good friends with uh, with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so you have an 80, 81-year-old grandmother who who's had a cooking <laughs> show, and Snoop Dogg are are, are, are really good friends. Yes. Uh, so they did a Bic commercial about, she's like, you can light candles with it, and Snoop Dogg's like, or anything else. <laughs> uh, and at, at 81, is in fantastic shape. Now, I, you and I both believe there had to be some... Uh, some airbrushing. Yeah, some there was touch some airbrushing on going on. Yeah, there was some airbrushing. I mean, eighty-one-year-old Martha Stewart. She does. She is still very attractive for her age. Uh, I'm just honestly shocked. Sports Illustrated didn't put like a dude in a swimsuit on the cover this year. I thought, uh, I thought that's, they were that's going the down centerfold. the woke path. <laughs> no, that's a, no. There, there's there's a dude in there. Oh, there is a dude in there. there, there there's I, I don't remember what his name is, but yeah, there's a dude in there. 
Awesome. Uh, transgender and, 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 a, and a bathing suit. Not the not as bad as Adidas with the dudes with hairy chests and bulges wearing wearing women's swimsuits. I saw that. And Target also came out with a swimsuit this week. You know, so coming up, June is uh, is uh, the month, the woke month. But uh, yeah, Adidas came or Adidas came out with that, and then Target has got a whole line of clothing for the uh, for transsexuals this year. You know, I, I don't even care about the dudes wearing wearing uh, uh, the bathing suits. It's not dissimilar from the singlet I wore when I was when I was wrestling. <laughs> singlet. Do you have any photos of that? I probably do. <laughs> like you want to go check out the bulge? Look, that's why there's that's why we're just on. Uh, we're recording this, and there's no coverage of this. Uh, it's not live. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've got a face for radio. Yes, exactly. No, it's 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 cool that that they, that they did that. Uh, it, it does show that um, you know they're saying that sexuality doesn't end at sixty, which which is fine. It's a, it was a, a very flattering. I, I don't and I didn't feel it was pandering at all. I didn't either. I thought they did a good job with this. I was very impressed by this. Nobody gives a damn about the swimsuit issue anymore. That's 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 and that's what they're fighting is they're irrelevant. So every year they've got to come out with something. Something more every year. They went with the spray painted uh, bathing suits on Ronda Rousey. Uh, they've gone with. They've, they've tried to push the envelope as much as they can sexually, but with with the Google machine, you can look up as n- many nude people as you want to. <laughs> if if you started watching porn now and you watched it every minute to the day you die, you would never get through all of it that exists right now. It, it <laughs> yeah, is, I agree. Is, it, I agree. But when is, I was growing, yeah, but you know, when you were growing up, when they came out with Sports Illustrated every year, that was the magazine to have. Yeah, because you could you could, you could slide that by your mom getting a subscription to Sports Illustrated because yeah. oh, he's reading about sports. Yeah, and right. Every year, the swimsuit issue would come in. Hell, the Sears catalog would do. <laughs> or watching the Squiggles on Channel One or whatever it was on cable. Like oh 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 I see I think I saw a butt crack oh, oh yeah I mean <laughs> yeah there's there's so much of it out there it's just it's just not special anymore yeah you're right uh, it's it's one of the reasons that down. yeah Playboy uh, started to become a freak show at some point and just putting celebrities on and some celebrities that you know obviously were airbrushed and probably shouldn't have been naked uh, but but those that was the only reason to pick up a Playboy was oh. Gee, uh, was it was Ann Wilson that that was nude in, it or or something like that, some, or Jamie Presley, or somebody that that you knew. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm go pick that one up. Is, uh, I didn't know Playboy was still in print any longer. Is it? I don't think so. Uh, at right. one point, they got rid of the nudes and tried just to become Maxim, right. and that that didn't work either because the content just wasn't that good. When 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 they when they went woke, it it it, it just really it started started to go downhill. And with the allegations that, that have come now come come out against uh, uh, Hugh Hefner and all that yeah. stuff, nobody wants to be associated with it. Yep. Did I mean, we really not know Hugh Hefner was a bad guy all along, or is this like news to people? Well, it's the extent I think. Okay. The 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 cameras and and, and videotaping all, all that and 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 that kind of stuff was 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 more shocking to people that he had hundreds of thousands of hours of tape. Of of different people with with uh, uh, with different playmates. Oh wow! Jeez. I oh, didn't know it was that oh, extent. Oh, creepy! Oh yeah! I mean, it wasn't just he's yeah, a creepy like old dude top that you. Creepy. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Bill Cosby was was a good friend of his. 
So Dianne Feinstein is back, sort of. Uh, and a lot of the Dems want her gone. Yeah, she looks really bad. She suffered. Uh, she's been sick for a while. She came back this week. You know, you can tell she's, what is Feinstein? She's 89 or 91. She's been up there a long time. What's interesting about this is if, if she was to resign, then a Democrat governor, Gavin Newsom out in California, would, would appoint her replacement. He just came out and said he would appoint a black female to fill her slot. In the meantime, Nancy Pelosi wants Adam Schiff appointed to the job. So I didn't realize all this, you know, behind the scenes stuff going on. So Nancy Pelosi is telling her to stay in, stay in. Let's have an election. Other people are telling her she needs to resign right away so we can, you know, can appoint this black woman who's really far, far left to that position. That's sort of the backstory on this, which has been well, ask, very ask, interesting. Ask Brian Kemp how that goes. You were just trying to check boxes when you oh, appoint somebody to the Senate. Yep. I mean, Loeffler wasn't, well, wasn't qualified, uh, wasn't well-liked, but she checked the box. He, he, he likes appointing women and minorities to, to these positions. That he, he goes out and, and seeks it, and, she, and he looks at her bank account, says she can afford to run for re-election. She's a woman, but we'll put her in there, and it didn't work out well. No, Doug Collins could be in the Senate at this moment if he would have wanted Doug Collins to that position. I have no doubt he would have won probably both times. Have you seen Tom Shalhoub do Adam Shift? <laughs> no, I haven't. Shift. Adam Shift, is, if everybody remembers, this is pencil neck. Uh, from, uh, I think that's what Donald Trump termed the right pencil neck, Adam Schiff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but he 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 does a does an awesome impersonation of him where he puts blush on his cheeks and sucks his, his puts his eyeballs out and sucks his almost does like a uh, 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 duck face when he's talking. It does does a great impersonation. I think uh, he's uh, the of, biggest crybaby too in Congress. I mean, if there's if there's a crybaby that's bigger than Adam Schiff, I'd love for someone to tell me who it is. He oh he's he's little B he absolutely Gosh. is God he's terrible, but he, I don't I I look I, I feel for for Feinstein at this point I, I, she's 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 not well it was shingles that had a bunch of different complications to it she was out three uh, months she, yeah she can't walk yeah but she was out three months when they interviewed her this week she she didn't even realize she'd been missing. So her mind is, her mind is gone along with uh, Joe and, Biden's. And, but yeah. and shingles at an advanced age can do that. Uh, yeah. Cephalitis, I think it's called, mm-hmm. the swell, swelling of the brain. Uh, she took no calls except from Pelosi. I think yep. uh, the go- governor Newsom tried to call her uh, on her personal cell phone. A staffer answered, and, and the call was never returned. Uh, she has no idea what's going on. But I, I, I just. Take her and Fetterman, give, tell them they're on some important committee and put them in a room and close the door. Yeah, I just, yeah, I totally agree. And this identity politics, like you were just talking about, though, this has got to end where we're just picking people purely for how they identify versus who's the most qualified to do a job. I mean, it's not that Adam Schiff's qualified to do the job, but uh, having he has the He has the resume. I don't agree resume. with him. Right. Yeah, he does have the resume. He's been in... Uh, for some reason, I, I I would rather have amateurs in the House, professionals in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because uh, you're going to be there for six years, there's only a hundred of you. Uh, I I you know the the Loeffler ex- uh, example, 
just just come from owning a insignificant WNBA team to okay, you're in the Senate now. Yeah, right. Go make it happen. Yep. With no with no connections, no staff, no foreign uh, policy experience. Just yeah, nothing. Yeah, just just go do it. So with that, Schiff has the the resume to do it. He's like I said, I don't agree with his politics, but I'm not going to get anything out of California that's going to that's going to agree with what yeah, I, you're with not agreeing with anything, anything I believe. Anyway. I mean, yeah. I, California is, is blue; it's, it's dark as dark blue as it gets. So we're not we're not going to get uh, the 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 age of Nixon going going to the Senate uh, out of California are long since gone. Right. Uh, it's it's just sad to see she she was such a powerhouse in the Senate. Just she's been there too long. I mean, is it eight uh, terms she served? Yeah, I think it is. Almost so. 50, I mean, almost fifty years she's been in the Senate. Wow. Uh, I mean, she was serving in the Senate before either one of us was born, and we're not young. Yeah, that is amazing. So yeah, you have her out for three months, and you have Fetterman out for for three months, and now you have Dems screaming that they should be able to appoint. If you're going to be out for an extended illness, they should appoint somebody to your seat. I'm like, let me get this straight. An unelected person is going to take the seat and represent a state. Right. So I I don't know what the right answer is to that. And I know there are, especially with the, with the younger members of Congress, you have uh, paternity leave, you have maternity leave. Uh, and with the older, you're more prone to have illness. In the case of Fetterman, and he's... He's a walking potato. Mm-hmm. But he's useful to the Democrat Party, even though he yes. is a walking potato. He's very useful. He's more yeah, useful than Feinstein is. Yeah, I, I, and and uh, I said before the show is they ought to just give Fetterman a, a – he has an iPad in front of him in these committee <laughs> hearings and should say one thing. I yield my time back to the chair. Yes. He tried to he tried to give a question and everybody was confused. Yeah, he didn't. He tried to ask a question. He didn't ask a question, and he he just kind of mumbled and really said nothing. It was really embarrassing, and kind of trailed off and yielded his time back to the chair. <laughs> uh, everybody was confused. I mean, the, the the people testifying confused. People, other people on the on the committee confused. Everybody in the gallery, the the camera people, the reporters, all confused. No idea what the hell he was trying to get at. And the, and people of Pennsylvania picked that over Dr. Oz. That's how yeah. bad of a candidate Dr. Oz was. Yes. And and this is not part Herschel, of the outline. Yeah, Herschel Walker. Yeah, there we go. Let me yeah. Bring up one other. Yeah, the, candidate. Not part of not, not part of the outline, but this is this is where early voting really really hurts you. Mm-hmm. Is people voted for him before they found out about the stroke before they yep. saw his cognitive decline and those votes are cast they're gone you're not getting them back so i i'm again, i'm personally a proponent of voting on the day i Same want all here. that information too much early voting i agree too much can uh, change back, nowadays back in the 90s i voted early once it was for primary and i voted for fred thompson no oh, i remember fred yeah. from law and order yep uh, Senator Thompson, he he was out of the race before the primary day came up in Georgia. So my vote was my vote was wasted, done, gone. So speaking of done and gone, we almost lost Harry and Meghan this week. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, there was a near catastrophic, according to them, right? There was a near catastrophic car chase in New York. 
these people just will not. But what are they? They 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 don't want any media attention, but then they're always craving media attention. I know you don't watch South Park. I, I do from I, time to time. I do. Yes. I, I have an infantile sense of humor. South Park did this. They put them with the Canadian heads, with the flip top heads. Right. And they went on the worldwide privacy tour. Oh, I've seen that one. Yep. My kids showed me that one. And and, and it's, it's it's every once in a while, Matt and Trey, they just, they just hit it out of the park. And they did it on mm-hmm. that one. It was I think it was episode one of the current season or the latest season. Yeah, because they were uh, like, weren't they saying, we don't want attention or leave us yeah. alone? But then they were doing this worldwide tour to leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, they've got lights up around them, making tons of noise, going, we yep. want privacy. We yeah, want privacy. It, yep. Yeah, and uh, they went on a worldwide privacy tour, and this is exactly what they're doing: is we want to be left alone. Yep. Now, if there really was paparazzi outside this thing, they were already dressed well. This was an award for something for Megan being a woman or some crap. But like she was. That. They gave her a, a women of vision award. Yeah, her, her her vision was to to find somebody in the royal family. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're you're already out there. You're already being photographed. It's already a public event. Stand, smile, let the paparazzi get their shots and leave. Yep. They said they were, they hopped into a cab because they were so scared. <laughs> and the cab uh, was being chased. They got into a high speed chase in New York City. Yeah, which never happens in New York. I mean, if you've been you can't, you can't go high speed York, anywhere. Yeah, you can't go high speed. About 24 miles an hour is the fastest anyone goes in New York. Yeah. It, High speed tour going over, and the cab driver said it never happened. Yep, this is total another Jesse Smollett type story, which I guess all these will be called Jesse Smollett stories. But if you remember, this was the guy that said he was attacked in downtown Chicago at two a.m. in the morning by guys wearing MAGA hats. Two Nigerian bodybuilders in in MAGA hats. <laughs> yes, and he never dropped his his subway foot long. <laughs> Yes, this is another Jesse Smollett story. These people just will not leave the limelight. They just can't do it. They need it. I mean, this is like their their deal. They've got to be in the camera at all times. Yeah, if they just moved off to, like they said they were going to do, move off to Canada, buy some very nice estate, get some security, and stay there. They refuse. Go on on vacation uh, wherever you want around the world. Uh and to private resorts where paparazzi can't get in and just live your life. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's not what they want. I mean, first of all, they're both public figures. It was Megan's choice. It wasn't Harry's. He was born into it. And, and I told you before the show, I really used to like Harry. He did, he did a lot of good work. He's a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of good work for veterans, for, for, for uh, injured warriors and, and things like that. Did, did a lot of great work. Had a great sense of humor when he showed up as a as an SS person at a at a Halloween sh- a party or something like that. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't know, man. There are toxic women out there, and and you get them in the sack, and all of a sudden, all your brains are sucked out. Yeah, this uh, she's on. You know, if you've ever seen the Hot Crazy Matrix, she's like uh, sort of hot and crazy at the same time. So. That's where the hot crazy guy told you you got you have to avoid you got to avoid women that are above like seven or eight crazy. Yeah, that, that's like your fun zone. Crazy. Yeah, that's your fun zone. That's your fun above, zone. It's not your uh, marriage. It's not your marriage. Yeah, zone. you're above an eight hot, 
above at eight crazy. That's your that's that's your your fun zone. <laughs> that is yeah, not the marriage zone. Those uh, stay away from it. <laughs> oh yeah, there, I mean there there are a lot of crazy women that that uh, you'd like to you'd like to spend a night with, <laughs> not a lifetime with. <laughs> and the misogyny goes on and on yes. and on. <laughs> so Trump is coming back to Georgia. What the hell is he doing here? Yeah, so the Georgia GOP state convention. What happens every once you know once a year, or once every other year? It's going to be in June and down in Columbus, and Trump is speaking down there. This is also the same GOP convention where Governor Kemp, Raffensperger, Attorney General, uh, Insurance Commissioner have all said they were not going to attend. So Trump said he would attend and uh, and speak to the crowd in Columbus. So far, no other presidential candidates have accepted either or have said they would speak. Yeah, and Candace is, is happy about it. Candace Taylor. Yeah, she tweeted, we welcome our president at Real Donald Trump to Georgia for our state convention. We cannot wait to be with you, sir. What an honor. When Brian Kemp, Georgia, fails us, you step up. That was directly from Candace Taylor. I'm not sure what Candace. Governor Kemp has failed us on, though. That's been a very, very good governor for the state of Georgia. Candace, just shut the hell up. The yeah, election wasn't away. stolen. The guidestones weren't destroyed by God. <laughs> just, just, just. You shut weren't up. cheated out of an election. Just, just, just stop. Yeah, just but I mean, stop. I don't I, look. I don't think anybody else is going to speak down there. These, these are uh, the people that are attending the state convention in June. They love Donald Trump, and I, I would imagine they would. And I put this on Twitter the other day to one of my buddies. I think they would probably boo Governor DeSantis off the stage. I mean, this is a wacky crowd that goes to the GOP conventions now. It used to and, not be. It used to not be also. I mean, it was, uh, but it, they've gone full wacky at this point. As you pointed out in the last show show before, it's irrelevant. It is. The state, totally the state convention now. is now irrelevant. Yep. Now, I hope Josh McCoon wins uh, GOP chairman this year, and I think Josh will bring some relevance back to the state party, but he's going to have a lot of cleaning up to do uh, depending upon what happens in 2024. Well, you don't have to be a Republican to vote Republican. And even though we may be a blue state, the the like you like you said before, the, the state parties are relevant. There's the, the, even the county parties. I, I I'm a no, member. The county parties have been irrelevant for a long time. Yeah, I, I'm a member, uh, but I am I getting up at, early on Saturday morning to go listen to to them talk? No, no, no. It's, I'd, I'd I'd rather spend spend my time. Uh, uh, the little bit of time I have at, at home not working, not doing that. Totally agree. This is a good time to remind you these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate with ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. I have the mule this week. Sam Brinton, the cross-dressing former uh, uh, Department of Energy uh, uh, high-level Department of Energy. I think he was head of spent nuclear materials or something like that. Uh, the guy in the mohawk and the dress and the high heels. Mm-hmm. Has been arrested for stealing luggage a third time. Yeah, this is truly an amazing day. This guy on camera has got caught just walking up to the turnstile at the airport and taking somebody's luggage right off the turnstile. And this is a third time, like you said. There's something broken in his head. And yeah. two things 
two things can be true at the same time. You can be brilliant, and I think he probably is if he's dealing if he's dealing nuclear materials. I'm sure I'm sure he's brilliant, but he's also nutty or squirrel crap. <laughs> I mean, it's not just that that he he's it's not that he thinks he's trans because that's not Ed. It's he wearing a beard, a mohawk, and a dress and high heels. Yeah, that's or the thing. taking he's, pictures. He's wearing, yeah, he's wearing dresses with a mohawk, uh, a mustache, and high heels. That's quite a combination. A picture of him with the I, I, I don't know what you call this kink the the guys who have dog masks on they're on all fours and he's standing there holding their leashes. I mean, dude, dude, really probably needs to uh, a healthy dose of lithium. Uh, dude, really, really must have had some awful trauma when when he was younger. He he needs help. He also needs to be punished for for stealing bags because like, this has got to be just a compulsion for him. And and before his before his profile rose, where we knew who he was, uh, I wonder how many times he stole bags before. Because you you just don't start by 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 stealing bags. I mean, he knew no, he didn't check a bag. And of course, the airports yeah. don't have the staff anymore. To they, they used to take take they used your, to check it right. Yeah, you'd, you'd have your ticket jacket, and yep. uh, you'd have you'd have your your bag uh, receipt stapled to the inside of it, and somebody security would would compare the numbers and say, "Okay, you can go ahead." But airports don't give a damn about that now. Uh, I don't know, but he's 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 nuts. So he's he's the mule of the week for getting arrested a third freaking time. <laughs> The last two times he didn't serve jail time. I, I hope. I hope. I think it's Maryland that that got him. I hope Maryland throws the book at him this time. Yeah, is it, mean, this is a federal. Is this a state or federal offense? It's federal, isn't it? I I don't think so. I think it's state. Okay, you think it's state? Gotcha. Because the uh, the state, if you, uh, if you think about Hartsfield, the state or the city controls everything up to security. And once you pass uh, security, okay. then it becomes a federal installation. That's which is why you can carry a gun at the airport to go pick somebody up, but can't carry it past security. Gotcha. Oh, the FBI had a rough week last week. <laughs> yeah, they did. So the, the, the whistleblowers had their, had their day in, in Congress. Uh, this is this is about weaponizing the FBI. This goes from everything from the January sixth, and 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 uh, that investigation and how they arrested suspects to uh, to intimidation to uh, uh, election interference. I mean, this this is bad. It is, and what's funny is the Democrats on the panel. When I was watching it this week, they didn't necessarily attack. Uh, they tried to attack the people. You know, they tried to like Marcus Allen. They tried to say he tweeted stuff that he didn't and he had this other Twitter account and all this stuff. So they were trying to tear down the people, not tear down the actual testimony about what was going on. They also were trying to say they didn't qualify as whistleblowers either. So it's just always funny that the Democrats were attacking actual people, not their stories. And then they were attacking whether or not they were actually whistleblowers or not. Look, when you get retaliated against at the FBI, not only are you losing your job, you're losing a hell of a federal pension. You are. I mean, that's not only are you losing a, a, a fairly well-paying federal job. I mean, I, I, I think FBI agents are uh, make decent money. I mean, they're they're mid one hundred thousands somewhere around there. Plus, you know, of course, the travel benefits. Plus, uh, for a, for a lot of like the the air marshals and things like that. Not not FBI mm-hmm. related, but. They rack up hotel points like crazy. Oh, I bet. 
Now, of course, when you get off work and you fly for a living, the last thing you want to do is go fly. Yeah, I just I just don't know who I don't know anybody in the U.S. right now that can look at FBI and say they are not politicizing uh, and weaponizing the FBI. I mean, just look at all the stuff with Trump, January six events. I had a story in here about the FBI when they uh, locked up a guy for just uh, sitting outside of an abortion clinic. They sent 15 federal agents to this guy's home and locked him up in front of his kids. So he, luckily, he was finally found not guilty of all federal charges. But you could just look at anything they're doing right now, and it looks like they're weaponizing against people they don't like, which is typically people that are in power as Republicans. Yeah, look, the... The deep state is a thing. Now, am I am I one of the Q people? No, not at all. But uh, someone told me a, a while ago that somebody who had worked at the Pentagon and w- was appointed to a, to a position, and he 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 came in, and he started he started to to make changes and stuff, and they just kind of shook their head and they go and he goes what? He goes, we're bureaucrats. You're an appointee. We were here before you were appointed. We'll be here long after you're gone. Right. So it doesn't matter who who is who's head of the FBI or who who's head of Maiden Justice. It doesn't matter. The, the corruption is 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 down at the supervisor level, down yeah, these, d- down, career, down to the agents. Yeah, these career bureaucrats are ruining the federal agencies, and it just like it goes to the fact that most of these federal agencies don't even need to exist. You wouldn't have a lot of these problems. And then I think the FBI is extremely too large at this. point. It's redundant also. Yep. Uh, we, I mean, how, many we, federal, how many federal agencies now carry guns? Uh, I mean, you saw where the, the IRS now is hiring tons of people just to serve and be able to carry a gun. That was one of their advertisements, right? Join the IRS and you can carry a gun now. I wouldn't be surprised. I bet you the USDA has has uh, has a budget for guns and ammo. Oh, I'm sure. I think, they, I think all federal, I'd like to see a federal agency that doesn't have a budget for guns and ammo. Right. So the look the post and we've always had postal police that that they report to the postmaster general and 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 they but they have all had uh, investigatory abilities within these agencies. But if you have an FBI, a Federal Bureau of Investigation, that would be the one agency that would be in charge of investigating any of it. Yes. Yep, across any agency. So what what the hell are they doing? We have we have an ATF you know damn well they have guns. They burned down uh, Waco, Texas. Uh, we we have Immigration Naturalization Service. They have guns. That's outside of the Border Patrol. Of course, they have guns. Uh, so you have all these individual agencies that are they're all in their little their little their little sectors of fire. And then we have this giant cumbersome agency of the FBI that runs its own investigations, has their in, their own internal memos about what they want to happen, and it, it, it's insane. Yeah, and they were getting paid. I don't know if you saw this, but they were getting paid based on the number of new cases that they opened. They were handing out cash bonuses based on new cases. I mean, if that happened at your local sheriff's to, uh, office, people would be losing their minds if mm-hmm, if they, they were would. paying deputies bonuses on charging people. I mean, it would be it would be national news. It'd be a huge scandal. But you know we're not far from KGB at this point. No, we're not at all. I mean, when KGB was when Obama sucked. Yeah, I mean, you remember the IRS during Obama years going after the 
the nonprofit uh, Christian organizations and nonprofit organizations that Obama didn't like. I mean, he weaponized the IRS against those people. Yeah, I mean, you've got SWAT teams busting down doors for nonviolent uh, uh, accusations. But it's nothing new. I, like I mentioned before, before the show, is like with Alien Gonzalez thing, where you had—I I can't remember what department if it was—if it was uh, FBI or if it was uh, uh, INS—that uh, busted the door down to rip a two or three-year-old boy away from away from uh, aunt and uncle, ship him back to Cuba after his parents died getting him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I—I—I'll I, I, never be elected to Congress, but I'd be like, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do for us? Nothing. Shut it down. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do think the Congress, and this is where Republicans could win, to, in my opinion, in, in Washington, is like take some funds away from these federal agencies. What is wrong with taking 10% or 20 or 30% away from the, from the FBI? I mean, they all talk about cutting, you know, government, you know, cutting funds up there, making government smaller. Well, here's a great opportunity to do that. They never make it smaller. The best, just the best talk. that they can do when they when they talk about budget cuts is not cutting the budget. No, it's slowing the rate of growth. Yeah, and that's in a new bill that they've got where they're trying to work on this stalemate over you know raising a debt ceiling. Democrats are saying you know, the Republicans want to cut the size of government. They don't. All they're doing is making sure it doesn't grow by over a certain percentage every year. So nothing's getting cut. They're just trying to slow down the growth of government. Right, so they're both lying. Yep, they're both sides. Yeah. Both so sides both are lying. Both sides are lying. Both sides are lying to the American public. Yeah, they're saying they're slashing, but Democrats said they're slashing budgets. They're going to hurt. They're going to hurt people. The Republicans are like, we're we're shrinking government. No, you're not. No, you're just not making it grow quite as fast as it was growing. And I don't care who who your favorite boy is in the White House. Doesn't matter. Trump didn't shrink government. No, he didn't. He uh, Trump spent more. What was it? And you know, it was COVID years. I understood that. But he spent like twenty five percent of the federal but or federal deficit uh, during the four years he was in office. Now he did take he did cherry pick some things like like the EPA and put somebody in charge of it that didn't like the EPA, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, there there was no actual shrinking. All right, Ken. As we're, as we're going along, what you got for your closing thought? Oh, uh, listen, look, my son's graduating from high school this week, and he's uh, he told me last night that he's got three months before he leaves us for college. He's going to Belmont Abbey up in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So great young kid, uh, very proud of him, and I can't wait to, to see what he does in the future, even though it's going to cost me a little bit of money. He's a super kid and got a busy summer. I think I told you he's going to he, – he, goes to an American Legion event where he works as a counselor, and then he's going to Turning Points event down in Florida, so he's going to be trained to do more conservative activism. Uh, so he's got a very busy summer, got a lot ahead of him, and a uh, very cool little 18-year-old, uh, very much older than he really is. Poor kid looks and sounds like you. <laughs> he does, poor kid. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's, he's, already, he's already swimming upstream on that one. Yep, and totally wants to be a lawyer one day. So we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we had the the Daniel Penny story over the last couple of weeks. Um, that's the Marine that choked the 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 poor homeless man out on, on the train and, and it ended up killing him. Uh, now we don't we don't know exactly what killed that guy. Uh, 
he was he was ranting and raving. I don't. I'm not afraid to go to prison for life. I'm going to hurt somebody. Uh, so he he was he was threatening people on the train. And what bothers me is the the what Daniel Penny did was exactly the way I fight. If I have to get into fisticuffs, I'm not going to stand and trade punches with somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him to the ground and and put their lights out as fast as I can because I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to stand the 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 idea of of John Wayne or Bonanza where you're just going to stand toe to toe and and punch each other just isn't a thing unless you're in a, unless you're in a boxing ring you don't just stand there and let somebody let somebody punch you in the head yeah uh, so bothers me is I, there's no way this guy intended to kill him he he worked to stop the threat and I, I think what we're going to find out is. We're we're gonna when they finally get the toxicology back, we're gonna find out the guy probably had lethal dose of something in him. Now, did yes. the chokehold help? Probably not. But uh, we're, we're gonna find out the guy was crazed. He was high. Uh, he did have a, a, a high doses of something in him. But the, the the Alvin Bragg in Manhattan is just out of his mind with with what he doesn't prosecute and what he does. And it's just it kind of it just worries me because like I say, if I if I actually have to get into uh, fisticuffs. And that ends up happening. And I'm in Fulton County. I'm hosed. You are not justice and the law should not care what county you live in or what city you live in. Well, and I don't mind prosecutorial discretion, but it's being it, it's not being handed out evenly. They're deciding based on what the victim, who the victim is and, and who, who the the what the proposed offender is. Yeah, you know, we have the story of somebody being charged with assault who's a security guard that, that got to fight with somebody trying to rob a store and they and they charged him. Yep, saw that. So it's 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 scary out there for for people who actually want to do the right thing. And the biggest thing in my closing thought that's that's bad is the next person won't help. It's hard enough to get people to, t- to put their phones down if someone really needs help. There are cases where women were being accosted or raped on trains, and people pulled their phones out and recorded it instead of stepping instead of stepping up and going, "Hey, leave her alone." On that happy news, big thank you to Eric Cumbie, our editor, Ken, my partner, Endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon